Hi friends, welcome back to the Pretty Young and Motivated podcast. I'm your host, Alyssa, and today we're going to sit down with one of the PYM girls, Hava, and have a conversation about quarantine. Now, this might not seem super interesting right now because it is everywhere, but as we enter this new kind of normal and look forward to being out of quarantine, what changes have we made and what lessons can we take from it? And how do we deal with the anxiety around quarantine and this whole pandemic? So let's get to it. Hello, welcome to Hi. the Pretty pretty Young and Motivated podcast. <laughs> Hello, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm so glad to have you on and I love that I can incorporate the PYM girls with this. So thank you for being a PYM girl and thank you for joining me today. Totally. I'm so excited to be part of this community. It's been really beneficial to me so far. Great. I'm so glad to hear that. So how are you doing right now with quarantine and everything going on? How are you? Well, if I'm honest, I'm not doing totally great. It's so different. Um, But I'm trying to learn some coping strategies to get through it and changing my routine. So I'm making it through. How are you doing with it? The same. I feel like I take it day by day and every day is different. Like some days it's great when the sun's out and I can get outside. Other days I'm just like so mopey and so anxious about when it will end and, you know, knowing what's going to happen next. Um, But that's like a great segue into our conversation today because for the longest time on PYM, like since this all started, I wanted to avoid the conversation of quarantine because I feel like it's just everywhere and I don't want to overwhelm people with more content about it but at the same time I think as we move towards this somewhat new normal and I feel like even going back to our I guess once again normal lives it's going to be so different and there's going to be things we can take from this hopefully um, that are positive and, and lessons we can learn from it but yeah it's it's such a crazy time and as much as I've wanted to avoid it I, I think it's important to have a conversation about it and just give people some tips to hopefully be successful during quarantine totally yeah I feel like it's impossible to ignore so I feel like it's worth talking about definitely so like getting to the nitty-gritty or maybe it's not anxious isn't the right term but for me I think I've been feeling anxious a little bit because well we're in Michigan I you're in Michigan correct yep Mm -hmm. yeah and so here our quarantine is lasting a little bit longer than some of the other states who have opened up but I think that's the one thing that's getting me too because my anxiety comes from obviously like knowing what's happening, knowing the future. I like to know what's going on, what's coming next. And so when I have no idea when it's going to end, I feel like that just makes me so so much more anxious. And then there's always like, okay, I want to go back to my normal life. But then is there a second wave coming? Um, where do you feel like your anxiety with it's rooting from or like whatever you're feeling? I think you hit it on the head with not knowing when it's going to end. Um That's been really challenging. And I think a lot of my anxiety comes, I have a lot of mental health challenges with anxiety and depression. And a lot of my anxieties come from that it's going to get worse or that it is getting worse because my mental health is getting worse because Mm -hmm. um, I can't use the skills that I'm used to using. Like I can't go to the gym. I can't hang out with friends. I usually do a lot of theater to help keep myself busy and I can't do those things anymore. So I think that's where my anxieties are coming from. Yeah. And that's so true. Cause like when you, you struggle with like depression, it it sounds bad, but something too is um, I've gone through my own stints of that as well, 
but it's good to have distractions in a sense, like fill your time with things and like get out of your house and go places and be with other people because then you, you sit there less with your thoughts. Um, and so it's definitely harder during all this and it's definitely a, like a lifestyle change and such an important thing to talk about mental health through all this, because obviously COVID is happening and, and that's scary in itself, but then the impacts that it has on our mental health is so important and we have to find new ways to, to cope. And I'm hoping that our episode today can cover that and, and leave people with some tips and, you know, as we're adjusting to this, how to change our lifestyle. And I think that's another thing that's been kind of not been hard, but it's just like, now I've changed my lifestyle and I am lucky enough to work from home. So I'm feel privileged even saying that, but I feel like I've changed my whole schedule to work from home. So now going back to the office is going to be such a different, which I have no idea when that's going to happen even, but now that's going to be an adjustment. So we have adjusted to this new lifestyle and then we're going to have to adjust back, which is also something that can take a toll on our mental health because maybe you've been able to slow down more and be less anxious during this time as well. And then maybe you have to go back to this busyness of life. So it's definitely a, a hard time, I think, for, for anybody, but also people that struggle with mental health, for sure. Totally, yeah. I I feel, like, excited to find out what the new normal is, but the fact that it is going to be a new normal is, you know, very stressful. But I think that, you know, we're all going through this together, and every everyone that I, is in my life has been a really great support, and hopefully other people have cultivated, you know, people around them to be good supports for them so we can all get through it together. For sure. So I think we'll start, we're probably going to have this podcast be almost like two parts. We're going to talk about some tips for dealing with quarantine anxiety and mental health um, through all of this, but the lessons that we can take into our new normal and answer some fun questions of what we've been going through. So first, um, one tip is just take it slow. And I will say, if you've been lucky enough, in a sense, to be able to be home and be safe and not be sick or taking care of someone. Um, your life has probably slowed down a lot. <laughs> um, and just being kind to yourself. And that's, that's a big one. So do you feel like you've been able to slow down during this time or take some time for yourself? Hava, or have you still been pretty busy? Oh, I've slowed way down. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm sleeping in more. I'm like, sitting in lounge clothes. I'm kind of like have reignited some passion projects that I haven't worked on because I've been so busy with day to day. So I've slowed way down and it's been really helpful. Have you been able to slow yeah. down at all? I have. I, I've, like I said, I'm working from home, which is still keeps me busy during the day. Um, but I am grateful for that because of the fact that like, I still have somewhat of like a, a schedule, like I have to get up and do my work during the day. Um, but I still definitely have. I mean, I've been able to start this podcast, which is like a dream I've had for a while and really focus in on getting active again and getting outside, which has also been great. So there's definitely been some slowness for me, which which is good. And I think it's important to remember too to be be kind to yourself when you're when you slow down because I know we live in a culture of ever, being busy, and so it probably feels weird for a lot of people to have nothing to do. But in that, and I think we'll touch on it a little bit later of just like having time to play and do things and get outside and find those passion projects again, I think that's really important. And whatever your take it slow means for you, and don't feel guilty for taking it slow, because life is weird right now. And we're all experiencing something different. Um, so 
don't be too hard on yourself if you're not staying busy every day. It is a global pandemic Mm -hmm. and just give yourself that grace. Totally. Yeah. And the next point we have for a tip is do what makes you feel safe. So when we do start to go back or if you have to shop or do whatever you have to do in public, um, make sure you're doing things that doing what you want to do and do what makes you feel safe. So wear a mask, limit interactions. If you don't want to be around people yet and you don't feel comfortable and maybe that's a trigger for your anxiety, um, that's okay. Uh, As well as, I mean, maybe the government's going to come for me for saying this, but if that means you have to go visit somebody as long as it's not elderly and you both agree and you feel safe doing that, if that's something else you need, I think that's also okay. Just make sure, you know, you guys aren't sick and you're taking the right precautions, but just do whatever you feel safe with. And as we ease back into it, if you don't feel comfortable doing something, then you don't have to do it. (laughs) Right. Totally. And I think, you know, it's going to be an adjustment to figure out what we are comfortable with because I've never lived through a pandemic before. You know, I don't know what to expect. And so I think that like really listening to your body and listening to your thoughts and just being really mindful about what you're doing when you're engaging back in society so that, you know, you can figure out what makes you comfortable. Cause I think it's going to be a huge adjustment for us. Um, and that I love the tip of just like going at your own pace, taking it easy and figuring it out as you go. Yeah. And it's so true about like we've never been through a pandemic neither have our parents and so this is just definitely a different experience for everyone so there really is no right way of doing something and I think a lot of us can agree not being even choosing a political side but there's a lot of unknowns that are popping up and I think that's created a lot of hysteria and worry and anxiety Um, so there's there really is no right answer to anything and we're seeing that even from our leaders that there's a lot of things changing right now and however or whatever you need to do to feel comfortable, just do that because there's really no rule book for how to deal with a global pandemic. And for a lot of people, this is the first time experiencing anything like this. So it's a great point. And once again, just take it at your own pace. Mm -hmm. The other one I have here, which I love is taking a break from media. And I think, think that includes social media I would say as well as like the news Um, it's important to be informed and know what's going on just for your own health and safety but I also think it's important to minimize the content we consume and as I started the conversation I wanted to avoid talking about quarantine on PYM because I felt like it was so overdone and I wanted to create some sense of normalcy on our feeds that you know we haven't changed we still want to empower people lifestyle is changing and there's all these things happening, but we still want to be a positive and consistent voice, which we still can be. But I think it is good to take a step back from certain media and and make sure that the content we're consuming, whether it be the news, whether it be a podcast or on Instagram or something, uh, we have our our control of, of that, you know, make sure you give yourself time to look over the news, know what's going on. But if you need to take a break from it, that is okay. Um, social media has become so much like a huge part of our culture. Um, and it definitely is a tool, but it's also okay to take a break from something, especially when it comes at the expense of your mental health and you need to. So just have that self-awareness of when you need to take a step back and, you know, not 
listen to everything that's going on out there. Right. And it's so hard for me to do. I'm like, okay, I'm going to wake up and not look at my phone right away. And then every morning, what do I do? I wake up and I look at my phone and I check my emails and I check Instagram and I just like have the hardest time doing that. Do you have any strategies that you use to kind of disengage from media? Well, I can agree with you because I'm like an Instagram fiend. I say like, I'm not going to be on it. And then I'm on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I definitely, and it's, it, it's hard right now because some, for some of us, maybe we don't have a lot to do or we are unemployed. So we're kind of turning to just sitting on our phones all day. Um, but I definitely think just setting time for yourself. So either, okay, I'm going to cl- just, let's just say, I'm going to clean my house today. So once I get done, I'm going to clean the kitchen in the bathroom or whatever, then I can sit down and look at social media, or maybe it's something else. Like I'm going to read a book for 30 minutes and then I can scroll through social media. So I think maybe like giving yourself ultimatums of doing something I'm going to say, quote unquote, mm-hmm. productive, um, and different and like putting your energy into something positive and not just looking online. I think that's important, but also Um, maybe like, I I think there's something on your phone. I haven't totally used it, but you can like lock like certain times, like to not get into apps or even just like put the app into like a folder. If you have like an iPhone, you can kind of almost like hide it from yourself because I think we almost get in just this, like, it's a habit to just click on our phone. And like, have you ever like clicked on an app and then clicked off of it and then clicked back on it? Like, I don't know what Mm -hmm. it's in our brains or habits that you're just so addicted to our phone that we're like, wait, I just looked that like for five minutes. So I think it's just getting self-aware with yourself of knowing your habits with it and taking, yeah, I think just chunking your day and time. I actually tried this thing where like in my phone notes, I chunked the, like how I wanted to do my day. Like I woke up at 7.30 and then I'm going to drink my coffee and journal from 7.30 to 8. So I tried to do that and I wasn't perfect at it. But what I did in there is like set times for social media. So once I kind of had that schedule in my head, I was like, okay, I'm not going to look at social media until my work break at like 10 to 10, 15. And then I can scroll through some things and then go back to what I was doing for, for work. So even just scheduling time for it, I think sometimes then we have it in our head of like when we can look at it and it does prevent us, but I'm definitely like, definitely not going to say I'm perfect at it because I'm, I have my flaws with it and it is hard to break the habit of just like scrolling or wake up and look at your phone. Um, I know tips people have used before is like plugging your phone in at night outside of your bedroom or outside of wherever you sleep so that you aren't feeling like you have to be on your phone right when you wake up. But for some of us, like I know I use it as my alarm. Mm -hmm. So whatever works for you. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. And I think you mentioned something really great, which could be another tip for anxiety and depression and just overall well overall well-being is routines I think it's so important to establish routines and kind of rituals of like okay I'm going to journal and drink my coffee like you said I think that's so important to kind of create a new normalcy for yourself yeah and I think that's been a big tip for all of this because even though I'm working my routine definitely changed because for one I woke up way earlier to get ready for work and commute into work and now all of that is like not really necessary. Also getting ready. I don't need to get my hair ready, do my makeup. I mean, some days I, I still like to get up and get dressed and maybe like do the bare minimum just to feel good about myself. Um, but it definitely has changed my morning routine, but it's important to like, as you said, that's, it's a good point that like even building our own new routines and whatever that is. So maybe that is just reading 
before bed, which is something I've tried to implement. And that's helped me stay off my phone as much when I'm going to bed, because that's another time that I just sit there on Instagram and YouTube, just like scrolling through things. Um, So before bed of just like implementing a nightly routine and even a morning routine. So maybe you can't predict your whole day, like minute for minute, which I totally get and things are going to change, but still trying to maybe start a morning routine, whether that's coffee and journaling, or maybe you do like to get active. And so that's waking up and going for a walk, like doing those things, especially right now when your life is like in shambles. um, I think that's really good. And, And thank you for pointing that out, Hava, because it is important to have routines, especially people that struggle with mental health, um, because it keeps us distracted in a sense. I like to use that word. I don't know if it's a good word, but I definitely feel like when you deal with something, it's good to have healthy, positive. Totally. I don't think there's anything wrong with distract. I think there's a difference between distracting and avoiding. And if you're avoiding your feelings and avoiding what you're doing or how you're feeling and what you should be doing to make yourself feel better, I don't want to say should because one of my favorite sayings is you shouldn't should on yourself, but things that could be beneficial to you. Um, <laughs> and then there's a difference between distracting yourself with like positive things, right? Like journaling is so it can be so helpful, hanging out with friends, like all these things are positive distractions that I think are helpful. So, I mean, I don't see a problem with that word. I like that word too. Yeah. And I think it is important to touch on the should thing. Because I know we like once again live in a culture that there's all these things you should be doing. You should do self care. You should do all these. Every single tip that we're telling you right now, you should be doing. Right. And it's like, I mean, yes, we're giving you these as something to put in your toolbox and take what resonates with you. But don't ever pressure yourself to be doing things that like everybody else is telling you to do. Like, take these as you will and apply them to your life as they work. But everybody's going to be different and everybody's circumstance is different. So ultimately do what's going to work for you and what feels best for you. Um, Never feel like when you have that pressure of you should be doing these things that sometimes just cripples you from like actually doing them because then you're just in this like, Oh, I should be doing this, but now I'm going to sit all day and do nothing because I'm crippled by the like, Oh, I should be, should be, should be. Because I know I get like that sometimes when I feel like I fill my plate with too much and tell myself I need to be doing more and more and more. Um, then I just feel more anxious. So definitely take these tips with like how you will and apply them that in a way that works for your life and your lifestyle. Totally. Yeah, something I like to think about when you were speaking about the metaphor of the toolbox is when you're like fixing a car or using tools, I don't know, I don't use tools very often, but when you're doing tooly <laughs> things, um, you don't use all your tools at once, right? You don't like have your wrench and your drill at once going for it like you use one tool at a time for a specific task to get that done. And then you switch to the next one when you need the next one. Um, And so I think that that metaphor of a toolbox is so great because it can kind of slow you down and think about like, which tool do I need to get this done? And that metaphor can kind of be extended to help you think it through it. Yeah. I love that. And that's exactly right. Um, Use what Mm -hmm, you need. Totally. (laughs) A few more, and I, you touched on this one earlier, but we'll we'll expand on it, is something you like to do is like go to the gym. And so any kind of movement and, and exercise. And I, I never want to push that because it comes back to the should thing. I never want to put, especially women, in the box that like you need to be working out and looking this certain way. Um, not at all. I, however, think movement and exercise, that's my number one tip as far as anxiety with or without quarantine. 
because that is the one thing that has helped me is my thing was running. So whenever I was super anxious and couldn't focus on something and I just felt like I was on the verge of a breakdown, I take a run and just like listen to a really good playlist that just frees my soul and makes me feel so much better. Um, But once again, we're coming back to this point is like, do what's going to work for you. And movement doesn't mean it has to be some like gym pumping session that you burn a thousand calories and you're counting the calories. It can just be like going outside for a walk. It can be playing soccer, playing with your dog, like whatever it is for you that gets you outside and moving and feeling good. And that is the key indicator here is whatever makes you feel good is what you should be doing. But I know you said you like going to the gym. Yeah. And I think that it is so important to talk about how, you know, it's not, I don't go to the gym to look a certain way. I go to the gym to feel a certain way. And I think that was, it was so hard for me to get to the gym because I'm a bigger girl. I got curves, but, um, and I was afraid of being judged or like, I'm not ready to go to the gym yet, which is kind of ridiculous thinking back because the gym's for everyone. Um, Well, you know, and I think that, sorry, my brain just went somewhere else about like the affordability for a gym. So not even just a gym, but like exercising and moving in general. Um, If you are lucky enough to be able to go to the gym like I am, I think that's super helpful as well. But um, I think that just going to the gym and moving just makes me feel better. And when I got over needing to look a certain way to go to the gym or going to the gym to look a certain way, I was able to just enjoy it so much more. And I feel so good afterwards. And I think that's the main key for me. Yeah, and a tangent off of that, like, like you said, maybe your your thing's not the gym. And I, I've definitely been a gym hopper where I've like gone to a gym for a while and it's worked for me. And then I've like canceled my membership and just like went outside and did stuff or like just did stuff at home. So it can be whatever. Once again, just like remember that if you want to go to the gym and that's the environment that works for you and motivates you, that's great. If that's just going for a walk, that's also fine too. So I think the big point is that just get moving in a way that feels good totally and there's so many resources like I use YouTube now because I can't go to the gym um and there's so many different like specific workouts like I have knee problems so I look up you know like low impact knee workouts and there's so many resources online which is so great and I think can be utilized during this time definitely yeah and that's a great point of using YouTube I've also done that for a few at-home workouts as well another one that It can also be a tip, but it's kind of a fun thing I've done with my sister and my mom. We've video chatted a few times to do a workout. And the one that I made up was like using a deck of cards. And I just wrote down some simple like 10 crunches, 10 squats. And then like whatever card we drew, like I went by the numbers um, or face faces um, and whatever you drew, you did that workout. So it was just a fun little thing that we were able to like FaceTime and talk. And then we did like a little workout. So that can be a fun way to connect with people right now, too, if you're not really sure because I mean I've I've loved being able to FaceTime people but I also feel like I've been semi-antisocial because I don't I'm like I don't know what to talk about with people like I've been quarantined um, but it is a good time to connect with people at, just via FaceTime or texting or calling um, but that's a fun way to mix it up too if you're feeling antisocial like me and not sure what to talk about you can do a workout That's so together. fun it makes it almost like a game. Yeah so those are our tips for dealing with quarantine anxiety or mental health right now, but to turn it and be a little bit more positive. I mean, those are still positive, but we're going to talk about like this new normal and some of the 
positive lessons that we can take from being in quarantine and some of the things we learned. So what are you looking, what are you looking most? Well, okay. Words are hard. (laughs) Let me retry the question. (laughs) What are you looking forward to doing again after quarantine? Um, I am looking forward to getting back into theater. I think just my hobbies have changed and I like my new hobbies in quarantine, but I also miss my ones where I can socialize with other people, do a play, do an improv show, teach an improv class. Those are things that I miss so much. Yeah, that's super fun. Um, I'm looking forward to just like gathering with people. Um, I definitely took restaurants and concerts and just like being in public places for granted. Um, so I, I love, especially this time of year when it is warming up in Michigan, I love going to like breweries and coffee shops and all of those. And it's so crazy, like not to be able to go out on a patio and enjoy an iced coffee or like meet up with some friends and get a drink. So I'm looking forward to having that again and being able to gather with people and see family and go out to eat, to eat. I don't know. I, I love going out to restaurants and trying new foods and places. So I'm looking yeah, forward to Yeah, I never realized how much I miss restaurants. Like, how much I rely on them until I can't go to them. It's so weird. Yeah, I know. It's, like, my favorite little, like, meme tweet right now is I realize that my life revolves around non-essential businesses. And I'm, like, (laughs) me. Like, I just want to go to a restaurant and shop at Marshall's, but definitely not essential. (laughs) Um, So what are your hopes for the new normal as we transition into this? What what are you hoping for? Uh, I think for my new normal... I'm hoping that people are a lot more empathetic. I think that we've had, as a society, have had to think about other people, think about people who are at risk and um, think about other people when we wear masks to keep people safe in grocery stores and things. So I think that we've had to take a step back and be more empathetic. And I hope that continues in new and exciting ways when we go back to whatever our normal is going to be. Yeah. And it's like, as we move through these questions, we can kind of point out little like tidbit lessons, but that's definitely like empathy is a good lesson to take from this. Um, Just understanding what people are going through and how you can, how you play a part in our community. I think it's an interesting perspective to look at how we impact people or like when we interact with one person, how many other people that they see. So, I mean, yes, we're looking in terms of illness for this, but it's also just like thinking of ways to be empathetic and kind, um, that also is a a way to spread positivity, I would say. Um, So something I'm hoping for is, and we can connect this with like the lesson of, of play, but I'm hoping that as we move back into our new normal, and it's going to definitely be like a slow transition, I'm sure. uh, I've loved being able to get outside and get back to some of the hobbies that I forgot about, or even just starting new ones. Um, somebody actually asked me at the beginning of quarantine, like, what are your hobbies? And for me, I guess it's kind of always been PYM and doing things for that. But since I've been in quarantine, like I bought a bike and I've been like, I bought a soccer ball. Like I don't even play soccer. I never played soccer, but I've always wanted to. So I bought one and like, I've been playing soccer sometimes, riding my bike, um, getting back to reading. So I think it's just like interesting. I just hope people take some of those things that they've been doing or neglected prior to quarantine and prior to like the pandemic, um, some of those hobbies that maybe we forgot about or we did in like elementary or middle school, 
Um, but finding time to still do those and not thinking that like, once again, we get in this stint of like being so busy, like we don't have time for this, but I just hope that we learn to slow down and make time for those fun, playful hobbies that totally, yeah, play is so important. And I think that quarantine has really made me realize how much I was lacking play. So I hope that we can continue to do that too. Yeah. And another thing is just like, I, I hope people realize that in a sense, there's so many like societal norms put into place that when this all started to happen, like they stopped. So that doesn't mean you can't go back to your, your old lifestyle before quarantine or like go back to that, like whatever you, you enjoyed doing. But I think it's important to remember that a lot of pressures and institutions and systems are in Mm -hmm. a sense made up. (laughs) So just to remember that like you are in control of your reality and you do, you know, things around you. Yes, you are busy or maybe you do have a job that's really busy and fast paced and you're commuting and all of that. And if, if that brings you joy, that's okay. But I just think it is a reminder that life can stop and slow down and it's okay to slow down for yourself. So I also hope people take that as a lesson too, that you don't have to give in to what society is doing. Just make your own path and create your own reality. That totally. Makes you happy. Yeah. Um, so what have you learned about yourself during quarantine? Um, I learned that I am way more extroverted than I thought I was. Um, I think because my day job, I work with people a lot. And so um, I really enjoy it. And then when it was taken away, I realized, oh, my goodness, like, I'm, I feel alone. And I feel like I want to connect with people. So I've had to go out of my way to make sure I'm FaceTiming with people and doing, um, you know, a lot of phone calls and texts and just like checking in with people. Oh my God. I just said doing phone calls and checks. Like I'm a, or texts, like I'm an old one. I'm going to do some texts, but anyway, (laughs) I love it. Yeah. So I feel like I just learned (laughs) that I need, I need to be around people to feel good. Yeah, I do agree with that one. The other thing I feel like I've learned about myself And I'm like, maybe I jinxed the whole quarantine. But in the beginning of 2020, one of my like goals was to slow down and put less pressure on myself, because I'm always trying to like, be doing 100 things. Um, So I feel like in quarantine, I've just been learning to be present and take it day by day and whatever that day brings, especially being in Michigan, I love getting outside. But some days it's rainy and cold. And as of recently, it stopped snowing, but some days it was snowing. So I've learned just to like slow down, take it day by day and enjoy the simple things in my life and not have to feel like I need to be doing the next 100 goals that I have that whatever I'm doing that day and whatever feels good, that's okay. So that's what I've learned about myself. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I just thought of something else. Another answer to this question. Um, I realized I love brushing my teeth. Like it sounds ridiculous, but like, (laughs) when you were talking about the little things that's what popped in my head because I've always brushed my teeth but like now I love it like and I like drinking cold water afterwards which sounds ridiculous because it's like so so cold but yeah I feel like the little (laughs) things have just become magnified because it's like all we have right now yeah I love making my bed and I'm gonna be completely honest with everyone I've never been a person to make my bed like growing up my mom didn't really make me like I never I never did it but I've made it every day for like the past month and I've just 
it feels good. I don't know. I feel like my room looks so much cleaner and put together. And I never thought I'd be that person. It's not that I'm like messy, but it's just become part of my morning routine now that I make my bed. That's impressive. (laughs) That's something I aspire to. Trust me, like I said, I'm like, I got to be transparent, though, that that hasn't always been how it was. So it's a new thing I picked up in quarantine, but I definitely hope I keep it because it's just been nice to feel like my life is put together. Yeah, I can see that. Um, so what has been your biggest takeaway from the pandemic and everything that's going on? Um, I, that's a hard question. I think that, um, my biggest takeaway is, I know we've said slow down, but that's like what's coming into my head. Slow down and about, I think being mindful of how you're spending your time. I think that I, on paper, my life looked like how I wanted it to look but in reality I wasn't enjoying it so I've made a lot of life changes um since the pandemic started and just thinking about what like I was had a YouTube channel and I realized I didn't like doing it and I liked the fact that like oh I had a YouTube channel and I was acting on it and I like acting so like on paper it seemed like something that would fit really well but I hated not having an audience or other people to play off of And then I noticed some things in my job that didn't feel right. So I've been having conversations with my supervisor about it. Um, I think I just kind of realized my life is kind of mine to mold. And if it's not, if it's not enjoyable, even if it seems like it's good, it doesn't matter if it seems like it's good, if it's not feeling good. Yeah, that's, I I really love that because in the beginning of quarantine, I definitely was feeling like not super inspired with PYM. And I started the PYM girls like a year ago and I was super like 100%, like my energy was going to that, which I loved. Like I just felt on this, almost like this high of life, like everything was great. And I was like creating my life how I wanted it to be. And I don't really know where I like fell off the wagon of that, but just within the past like two weeks. And I honestly feel like starting the podcast reinvigorated that for me. Um, but I've just like, I've added more PYM girls, which is you being one of them. And I just like love having the new ideas being shared and everybody's been excited. And I I definitely agree that like, now I feel like I'm getting back to that place. Like I've had time to slow down and start the things that I wanted to, for example, this podcast. Um, and I feel like I'm reconnecting with that, that person that was just like happy in whatever I was doing. And like, really making the decisions for myself and doing what I wanted to do. And I've like stopped making excuses. And like, I've been trying to be the ideal self that I want to be and that feels happy. So I I love that you you that's what you're taking away from this, because I think it is important for people to remember that they're in control of their lives and, and not to just do things that look cool on social media or look good on paper. Uh, Make sure you're doing things that are making you happy and going for you know I guess it connects back to the first episode of like just starting things but you said like your YouTube or whatever do the things that if you want to start something do it even if you feel like it's overdone or you're there's not space for you there is and even if there's not if you're happy doing it that's all that matters totally yeah I love that so I guess my takeaway I we've kind of talked around this point as well but I guess the simplest way to put it is just like not taking life for granted and 
doing those little things that do make you happy. So for you, if that's brushing your teeth, like keeping that in there, or, you know, even when I go to a restaurant, like, I feel like I'm going to be so much more conscious, at least in the very start of like going back to that, of just like being so thankful. And I feel like I've been super, or I've tried to be super thankful. And like, if I have gone to like the grocery store, I make an effort to thank them and know that they're the people working in a grocery store. Like, I hate to sound ignorant, but like before, I guess I feel like we just went by our life and didn't notice the quote unquote essential workers and take things seriously like that. So I've tried to be much more like grateful and and thanking people and kind and showing kindness during this time because I also feel like people are like, and I get it, but like scared of each other. Like you got to keep your six feet and some people have been way more standoffish. So I've tried to be just super kind. But I'm definitely looking forward going back to some bringing back in some of those things I took for granted, but also being way more like conscious and self-aware of when I'm doing them and, and enjoying them much more. So not taking life for granted and living it to the fullest and doing those things that I haven't been able to do. But yeah, I just that's what it's reminded me of is not to totally. take things for granted. Yeah, I feel like there's so many things that were just normal our whole life and now it, we're able to kind of realize how nice they were. Yeah. And I think the one thing is I'd also like to say, and it, it relates to the whole topic of like play and finding hobbies, new hobbies to do and all of that. But it's just like enjoying those, continuing to enjoy those little things. I don't know. I had this moment the other day. I was like riding my bike by myself, like on this trail by my house and like the sun was shining And I don't know if you've ever had one of those moments, maybe like, I'm a dork, I don't know. But I just felt like so euphoric, almost like, it was like the perfect temperature out, the sun was out, like I was listening to music. And it just made me like, so happy to be alive. And I want to continue having those moments, and whatever it is, and not just like, because I had nothing else to do. So I took a bike ride, like that just felt so good. Um, and, And that's what I want everybody to takeaway and I, I don't know if you've had those experiences during this necessarily but I don't know just doing the little things that that make you happy and really being in the moment to enjoy them and not just like trying to mm-hmm. move to the next yeah, I've day. totally had those moments I've I feel like those moments kind of make life you know exciting and you seem worth the hard parts is that you can just kind of sit back I bought a new plant and I had one of those like euphoric moments where I was like I bought a plant like I get to take care of it and water it now and I can sit next to it and look at it and it was like the smallest thing and I felt like weird for being so giddy over a plant but it really helped me through the quarantine no I I, that's what I mean though is I just hope everybody doesn't take those little things like buying a plant for granted or just like going for a walk or a bike ride like I just the takeaway from this episode is I want them to understand it's okay to slow down and to your point of just like create the life that you want to create and enjoy the little things and I I really do feel like we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be putting our our perfect life together on paper but the real moments that I always remember and love and cherish are those little moments of like happiness and doing the simple things Um, so that is the takeaway I would say. Um, do you have any other things you want to add to the takeaway for this episode? Um, I 
think like we talked about it here and there about playing but I think just letting yourself be goofy in those little moments and letting yourself be fully invested in what you do is what my takeaways are in addition to what you said yeah I guess last thing that just sparked my like what I said earlier but life like reality around us and everything going on is I do feel like you know made up in a, in a way um so your point to just being goofy and silly and enjoying life just don't take life so seriously like yes it's important yes your life is is important but like life isn't that serious and that's sometimes the, the quote that I use to bring myself back down to being present and just living life to the fullest is mm-hmm. it's not that serious so I, I love that you say that because don't take life for granted, but also have fun and don't take yourself totally. so seriously. Love it. Well, thank, thank you so much for being on today. I appreciate your input and I can't wait for quarantine to be over, but hopefully we left people with some good lessons. Yes, and thank you so much them. for having me. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Pretty Young and Motivated podcast today. As always, it means so much to us, and we're so happy you choose to be part of our community. In today's episode, we talked about tips for managing quarantine anxiety and the lessons we can take from quarantine as we move into a new normal. We hope you resonated with some part of this episode and are able to put some of those tips into your toolbox for later. So with that being said, here is our quote of the episode. You've got to start romanticizing your life. You've got to start believing that your morning commute is cute and fun, that every cup of coffee is the best you've ever had, that even the smallest and most mundane things are exciting and new. You have to, because that's when you start truly living. That's when you look forward to every day. As we talked about in the episode, as our main takeaway, don't take life for granted, don't take life too seriously, and slow down when you need to. We hope you remember to be intentional and enjoy every moment life brings you. So we hope you all have a wonderful week and we'll talk to you soon.